Kentucky Roll Call podcasts are brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. Folks, the March sadness, it's over. But now, it's my favorite time of the year. It's derby season. And Cornbread Hemp, they've got you covered for all of this month's festivities. Your pet not ready for Thunder Over Louisville? Try the CBD oil for pets. Anxious to host a few family and friends in town? Well, maybe try some of that full-spectrum CBD capsules before bed. Feet a little sore from a long day of walking around the paddock and infield? Well, just rub some CBD oil on those tired legs. Last but not least, you're probably going to suck down one too many mint juleps. That's where the extra strength CBD gummies really hit the spot on the first Sunday in May. Just use the promo code BIGX at cornbreadhemp.com and you'll save 30% off at checkout. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Happy Derby from our friends at Cornbread Hemp. Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be, cat, just the cat, just. Cats. Cats, tip. cats. The cats tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's going to throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky. <laughs> Victory, Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, his buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday to you. April 21st, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush. Justin Kalen. Oscar Sheboy is back for back. another season at Ooh. Kentucky. Officially official, the National Player of the Year said, let's just go ahead and do that again. Let's go ahead and run that back. And now Kentucky returns the best big man in college basketball, the best player in college basketball. First time this has happened in over a decade. Joyous day for UK basketball, Nick Roush. It's a great day for UK. It hasn't always been, uh, hasn't been the best month for UK basketball fans. I wouldn't say this makes it all worth it, but this should make everybody feel warm and fuzzy inside heading into next season. And that's a beautiful thing. It's a wonderful silver lining from an awful season. Uh, It's only happened three times. Uh, in the Wooden Award history where uh, National Player of the Year is coming back. I, I'm sure it's probably a few more times with the Naismith Award because they were around a little bit longer, like Bill Walton won it three years in a row. But nevertheless, it's rare, especially in the modern era. Oscar Sheboy did things in college basketball that hadn't been done in since the 80s, since 1980. 
15 and 15 in the season. He's running it back. That it's it's awesome. It's fantastic. And I also think just from a uh you know, we were do we needed some good news and n- not only did we get good news, but we got it from a guy who's beloved by the Big Blue Nation and it, it's 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 going to make this offseason a lot more pleasant. It's going to give us something to look forward to because Kentucky has the best player in college basketball coming back next year. Like that that's that's a definitive statement you can say and you can get excited about going into the 2022-23 season. You absolutely can. It's absolutely true. It does so much in so many different areas. UK is already using him, like marketing him. Season ticket sales, I'm sure this will help in that regard. He's thrown out the first pitch on Friday for UK baseball, and they're already promoting tickets for to get out to Kentucky Proud Park. And it's a it's a huge deal for the athletic program. It's gonna be it's it's gonna help this offseason. It's gonna help this radio show this offseason, which is great news. And then, of course, from an on the court standpoint, we know we saw an entire season of Oscar. We saw him put up numbers that hadn't been put up in over 40 years, and you're getting that to return. It's truly unheard of. Uh, Five years ago, never in a million years could you have told me UK would have a National Player of the Year and they would be returning after their season for another season. You'd assume that it'd be the star freshman and no way that he'd turn down draft money. Nope, it was uh, an experienced college player that had been in college for a little while. He went up and put numbers that people hadn't seen in decades and decades and decades. And then that same fella says, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and do it again. So on, so while it's so huge off the court for the areas we've mentioned and plenty other that we have not gotten around to just yet, it's ginormous on the court, rebounding, taking care of for an entire basketball season. Yeah. And of course, assuming he stays healthy and knock on wood, that goes with pretty much any player when predicting. But okay, don't worry about rebounds. You've got that taken care of. Interior scoring, you've got that taken care of. A solid interior defender, you've got that taken care of. It just it checks so many important boxes for UK where had Oscar left, like many people who win the National Player of the Year do, it's this common thing, then UK is having to figure out how you replace some of the biggest areas a basketball team has to address. Instead, not only do you know that those are locked up and secured, they're locked up and they're secured with the best player in college basketball, the best rebounder in college basketball. And debatably, he'll get to add to his legacy, maybe all time we'll say the best rebounder to ever put on a college basketball jersey. I don't think that's out of the realm of possibility, and he's going to have the statistics at least to back that up assuming he does more of what he did this past season, which there's no reason to think he can't do those things. It is huge. It is huge. And I don't think we talk about the the on-the-court presence enough, probably because we all know, like, yes, he's a monster rebounder. But this will be good. Uh, This is is more of a stretch five than UK usually has. Mm -hmm. Not that Calipari generally gives his bigs the green light, but one, Oscar's going to have the green light this year. And two, for all the people that – want shooters i know you maybe shouldn't feel amazing inside when oscar's shooting a three i guess we don't really totally know but you should feel everybody i think felt pretty solid when he was shooting those elbow jumpers he had a couple bad misses but most of the time it looked pretty good and if it wasn't in it was pretty darn close to being in so he'll work on his shot he'll shoot a ton um 
you know, we all think his bread, we all think, we all know his bread and butter is still in the interior, but they're going right. to let him float a little bit. And that can open some things up for some of the guards too, and maybe not think make things so packed up in the middle as it will be with Oscar there. But one more point, and I'll open it back up to you, Roush and Justin. We need a, an outsider's thought on all this uh, as well. I just can't imagine if you were a good shooter and now that it's official that Oscar's back or you're a good wing player or a good guard, I know that we've kind of mentioned this before, how would you not say, hey, if I've only got one season left or I only think I have one season left or hell, even if I think I have two seasons left, how could you not want to go play with the best big in college basketball? He is going to demand double teams, triple teams, total and complete collapses in the interior Boy, it'd be a good time to be able to spread the floor. C.J. Mm -hmm. Frederick seemed to be as excited as anybody else in the country yesterday with Oscars news, rightfully so. He just got significantly more open looks, and that will go with potentially Reeves if he wants to join the fold. It could certainly go with a young man named Shaden Sharp, who we will certainly talk about on today's Kentucky's Roll Call Kentucky's Rolls Call. What what am I? Seventy years old. It's like you're talking that's, about going to the Krogers and the. That's Wendy. my. That's my thoughts on Oscar. I'm an old man. What do you all think? Um, what's what's astonishing about all of this, some of Oscar's st statistics were just incredible this year, but Kentucky was top ten rebounding team nationally, and he was forty percent of that. I mean, he. Uh, we, we, we called him the machine, but to have that back, to just have rebounding, you just check that box off. That's huge. And I, I like the point that you made about the stretch five, TJ, because we saw that portion of Oscar's game really develop throughout the season. Uh, and I, I, it's one of those cases where sometimes when people say they're going to come back so they can be a better shooter, or they're going to work on this to get ready for the NBA draft. Like I, I buy this, though. I actually do. I don't know if he's going to be shooting threes necessarily, but I'm going to get to the point where I'm going to expect Oscar to be money for mid-range. Like, when it leaves his hands, it's it's I'm expecting it to go in. So, uh, huge, huge news. Uh, very excited about it, although it was uh, – well, it was nice having ESPN back. Man, Sports Center really hammed up that, that – the whole thing we had the, we had the Oscar rankings. We had Sage Steele just being awkward as hell in the interview. Like at one why point, she, she, why, why do you think she was being awkward? Because she's a Hoosier. She all right, job. She's a Hoosier. I mean, she didn't pronounce his name right in the original T's. Uh, she at one point, Justin, she said, uh, "You guys really busted some brackets this year. You're gonna have to you owe the fans something." Or it, it, it was something just very awkward, very awkward. That's that's fine. I mean, it, it's truth, right? I mean, it was the, yeah, yeah, I don't know. It just, it just. In in terms the of segment was definitely too long. In in terms of Oscar actually staying though, Roush, I agree with your sentiment on the mid range game. Although, I kind of have a feeling last year that Oscar was pretty consistent from the mid range. I mean, as a big guy. I, I was pretty well as good as I thought he could have done last year, but I, he so he could maybe get a little more consistent on that. But I really like that part of his game. But you mentioned the rebounding as well. But the one area you all haven't mentioned where this is really going to help Kentucky is in the offseason in the transfer portal now, because Kentucky knows that they don't have to go out and get a big 
in the transfer portal. And we've talked about it enough on the show. We we know who the rotation of bigs is going to be now, especially with Oscar coming back. So that that alleviates one worry that you would have had in the offseason that you now don't have to go pursue. So. Yes, that shores up that. And again, this didn't really come as like a surprise. I do think the reaction maybe would even be more bonkers had this just come out of total left field. Mm -hmm. But there had been the rumblings and and credit to David Sisk. I think he was the first one to say, hey, everybody, hold on. And once he said that, there's kind of this mad rush of like, oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah, there actually could be something here. So not a total surprise, but still colossal news once it's official. He He's not testing the waters, so it's not like, you know, hey, I'm planning on being back, but just in case, he'll be back. And now mm-hmm. the work starts again. Agree with both of you all that I, I like that jump shot. Yeah, it, you know, unless you're 100%, you can become more efficient at it. He'll become more efficient at it. Um, he'll extend his range. These are the things that UK is telling him that, he needs to work on. He wants to be a lottery pick, which I would be totally shocked if that happens, but it's almost like, okay, you keep doubting Oscar and let's let's see how dumb you're going to look. But to be a lottery pick, he's got to be more consistent with his shot. He's got to show longer range, probably work on the speed of his release just a little bit. It's a little bit of a slow release, but most importantly, it's whether or not it goes in. And then also what I, I think he can do but he's going to have to work on it. And if I'm UK's coaches, I'm making this a, a priority is when he gets to that elbow or if it ends up being perimeter, but let's just call it the space in between the elbow and the perimeter. So we're talking about 19 feet away from the basket or so. He, he's going to, I think, want to start to do that jab step, Roush, where, all right, I can make this shot, but if the defender comes out and puts a hand up, I need to show that I can drive by him yeah. and show a little bit of quick footwork in the paint. No, I don't think you're going to see him be like the Greek freak and take two steps and just start cramming on people. But that's going to be another part of his game. I bet they're going to tell him he can work on it. You get there to that elbow With the somebody's out you, and you kind of do a jab step. If they kind of play off a little bit further, you splash it in their eye. If they get nervous and they come up on you, then you need to be versatile enough to be able to get around them. He runs the floor really well. One of the best bigs in the Calipari era in terms of getting up and down on the floor. And he's quick and he's fast. So that will be another part of his game that I think you'll see that. And this is probably one that you saw the least of last year. I think you'll see him put it on the floor a little bit too, which which will be which will be interesting, but let him do whatever he wants, to be honest with you, because he's going to rebound his energy and work ethics to to determine not to clean up the glass and do a lot of good things in that area. And if they want him, if, if he wants to float a little bit offensively, even if it's not the best thing for the offense, um, let him do it. And then, you know, come late January, February, you hone in on what's most important. But you're looking at, a, I think the front court's set. I think that's, well, it's set. I'm using air quotes, but I'm on radio, so you all can't see me. Where oh. you're listening, and I hope you're having a great morning. It's rainy, mm-hmm. and I hope you had a good wacky Wednesday. But warm weather is on the horizon, and and, and that's always nice. Here comes the sun. Strong. But I think between uh, again, we haven't heard necessarily from Lance, but I would guess you're going to have Oscar, Lance, Damian Collins. Those people we know. Well, again, without Lance, but. Collins and and Oscar, we know. Lance, we'll go ahead and assume. And then probably one of Toppin or Brooks. I still think Brooks is gone. I'll be surprised if he came back. There was a report yesterday from Cats Illustrated that 
he's that his rooming has been renewed. Like I, I heard of that as well. The, he like re-upped his lease. He re-upped his lease. Yeah. So people are like, well, that's interesting. I would put zero stock into that. That's just a just in case. It's no skin off anybody's back to be able to just say, yeah, let's have that just in case that happens. But if he ends up going pro, that's nothing just to move on from. If he ends up going to another college, that's nothing just to cancel. I would I, I wouldn't look too much into that report. I still think ultimately Keon will not be back in a UK jersey next year. I will say though, um, it is funny because I got scoop once about a transfer just from somebody that worked doing leases at one of those off-campus places. So it's just it's funny that that can be the uh, point of origin for for roster scoop. <laughs> oh yeah, you see it all the time. I mean, you get you get new like folks. People are trying. I promise you. Even uh, anybody <laughs> that you know that's working on the UK beat or the UK recruiting beat, they're they're trying. Yeah, you get that piece of information, Roush. You have somebody generally in like the academics that is like, well, this person's enrolled for classes. Just so you know, you've had that with with Sharp. You've had that with Sharp for this spring and for this summer as well. Yeah, but that was the piece of information with Brooks. I think he'll be gone, and I I think hope fingers crossed. You're looking at a front court of. Toppin, Collins, Ware, and Oscar, and then Livingston playing maybe a little small ball four here and there. Yes. Yes, please. Like, that's that's awesome. That is – if you can have Toppin and Oscar on the front court with Collins and Ware kind of coming in and getting their minutes here and there, that's phenomenal. That's the best front court in America. I And then imagine also, like, all right, so the paint's going to be crowded with Oscar – we got to see it a little bit this season, but I can't wait to see more of it next season. Imagine Oscar putting up a shot or even putting up a jump shot from 12 to 19 feet like we've talked about. And then you get Toppin going to fly on the glass. He's got, Oscar's going to demand attention. He's going to take people away from the rim. That's going to leave backside rebound dunks wide open for Toppin. The athleticism, it's a little thunder and lightning with Toppin and Oscar. You got the big bruiser. In Oscar, but you have got somebody that literally can fly in Toppin. I I love it, and I'm still also worried that Toppin could like maybe yeah. jaw drop. But I've already talked about that. Right. But assuming that's the front court, because it looks like that's most likely what it'd be. That's probably what the Vegas favorites would be: is Toppin, Collins, Oscar, and Ware. Yes, fine by me. And if you want to throw in, if like Leonard Miller decides to be a part of it, whatever, the more the mm -hmm. merrier. Right. I doubt it happen at that point, but. I think the Miller option is maybe if Toppin goes, or you could potentially go to the transfer portal if that happens. But I like those four. That, that's good enough to to win a national championship, in my opinion. The um, the just potential there with Toppin, I I think uh, I don't I don't know who I was having this conversation with if it was. With uh, the KSR fault, well, we had it on the radio yesterday. Yeah, everything's kind of blurring together. Painted the house some last night. So just, you know, things are a little mush in my brain. Uh, but we did finally get the living room done. And I can, like, sit on my couch like normal. So I'm, I'm very, Ooh. yes, very, very exciting stuff. Um, but uh, what I was trying to get at is we talked yesterday about biggest return announcement since when? And the Harrisons was huge because it was two of them. And what what makes it so significant is the kind of wave of momentum that was picked up from that with other guys announcing they were going to return as well. And I, I hope that's the case with Toppin because I really do think that 
I mean, we just saw him go from baby gazelle to coordinated athlete from year to year. Now, I mean, he got pretty good at that little floater. I think now it, it comes down to a point of just being more comfortable jump shooter. I mean, we we saw Jacob Toppin improve throughout the season. Now it becomes a point of doing it on a consistent basis and getting him. Like I, I, I'm, I'm really, really high on Jacob Toppin, even though he isn't the uh, the classical stretch four in a sense. He can be an outstanding for for Kentucky and have a, a great backcourt or excuse me front court it's just making sure that all of the pieces like I, I'm I, I think TJ if I'm gonna be quite honest with you unless the, the Keon Brooks stuff I'm fine with having Keon back is just as long as it doesn't scare off Jacob Toppin that that's because I, I think ultimately Toppin has more upside and is probably just the better player but I, I worry about the the loyalty factor with Cal Perry sometimes that sometimes it just felt like in a particular in St. Peter's game that just Keon even though he gets ragged on more than I think he should uh, there are times where it's just like well, why aren't just let Toppin do his thing right now just let him do it Justin I I, I mean is the room for all of them is my thing like it, I don't know that you have room for Keon Toppin where. It's Shibway and and Collins. Collins. I mean, I don't, I don't know that you have room for all that, right? I mean, one of them would have to take a back seat and Especially not play very wanna... much, and and basically take that Hopkins role. Yeah, yeah, and I, and you don't want it to be Collins, so like that's right. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we we could we could be in a danger zone with uh, Keon Brooks in the portal, or Lance Ware just hopping over to Louisville and making it the bringing the Camden. New Jersey party uh, over to Kenny Payne. I, I think TJ has Have the right. Is that scoop? Oh. I don't. Well, I, I don't well, it's on. not actual hey. scoop. It's it's no. But I'm just saying that was the logical. That's always been my line of thinking. Was like, oh well, that's how he could really, really take advantage. You just take the guy that Cal was kind of investing in some. And I've always liked Lance. I I think Lance is a good team guy, but. Would Lance want to come back being in the same role that he was this year? Maybe even in a more diminished one? We'll have to ask him. Justin, it sounded like you were saying I was right before you got caught up on like this three-second delay that you're on every morning. Yeah, I mean, speaking of logical, that's I, I think you're you're in the right mindset. I think Keon's probably gone, and I think you're gonna be you're gonna have the rest of the four. So I, that's where my head's at. That's what I think's gonna happen. Yeah, that's that's I'm I'm along those lines. And Roush, if Keon comes back again offensively, it, it really you know UK fans whine about shooting, and I get it. We wish Keon could splash more threes, but he is like a good college stretch four. Is he a great mm -hmm. college stretch four three point shooter? No, but like in terms of being able to spread the floor and have your four float, uh, he's used at least in an offensive shooting standpoint, not too dissimilar to a Terrence Jones I would I would on, almost assume or guarantee that Brooks maybe shot more but maybe that's wrong too just not Terrence as Jones. physically dominant inside but not not even close and I just can't right. not that he can't get better he certainly could but it just, he was such a liability defensively they yeah. would single him out they'd get him in pick and rolls and make the rest of the defense have to kind of play in a weird way he should be a much better shot blocker than you would think he's got great length and he's got great size. And 
he'd go on like a game where, you know, he looked like a little bit of a defensive force inside or he'd rebound, he'd play aggressive, and you'd say, yeah, you want more of that. And then you'd wait three weeks before seeing it again. So it does just seem like it's kind of the Keon Brooks era at UK has run its course. There's no ill will. He did a lot of good things. That Kansas game will literally never be forgotten. But Mm -hmm. probably best either he directs out pro options or just starts fresh and and can be the go-to option on a team where that shouldn't be the case at UK. Um, And and I – that was one of my most frustrating Calipari criticisms last season was just like, why isn't Toppin getting more of these Brooks minutes? Because Toppin generally made the most of his minutes. There's a couple halves where he just kind of, you forgot he was out there a little bit. Mm-hmm. But most of the time, he 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 did the most with sometimes the fewest. And, and I want to see what he can do. Just, hey, you're going to be out there 26 minutes this game. Let's just, let's see. We never really got the full top and experience. I would love a season of that because I think his potential is as good, if not better, than anybody else's on the team. Maybe with an exception to mm. Shaden Sharp. Yeah, gonna, that, that's who I think would be fun to have back on the team, Mr. Sports Talker. If you had Sharp and Toppin playing together, Jesus. the athleticism of that team, and then like Casey Wallace is your guard too, who's one of the most <laughs> athletic point guards in this class. Um, oh, and Chris Livingston just dunking on faces. Uh, oh, exactly. and Damian Collins who can just touch the top of the backboard. Jesus. it's It would be a freakish basketball team if Sharp decides to be a part of it. You're waking up and you may be confused because you may see a lot of tweets about Sharp. We'll tell you where everything stands when we come back. I, Roush and I, were we got up early this morning, and we were reading way too much on this because this is what we missed through last night. But we'll fill you all in. And when we return, this is Kentucky Roll Call and Big Edge. Dick Roush and Justin Kent. So here's a punter called someone who cares. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. True love is hard to find. Sometimes you think you have true love and then you catch the early flight home from San Diego and a couple of nude people jump out of your bathroom blindfolded like a damn magic show ready to double team your girlfriend and it stops. It stops right there. Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Export Radio. Oh, okay. FM, fourteen fifty AM. One of the my one of my favorite rejoins we have there on the Big X. That's, yeah, that's borderline just way too inappropriate for radio. Like, are we sure we want to play this <laughs> on our show? I don't think it really crosses any boundaries. It does get close though. Ralph yeah, is right. It, it tiptoes. It gets very close. Sure. Yeah, does it walk you to the ledge? It walks you to the ledge, but I don't think it's throwing anybody over. Classic line from a classic movie. And uh, well done pushing that button there, JK47. Thanks. 
hey, you could get the old well done at your office if you bring in some Thorntons. We talked about it yesterday. I brought some into the radio studio. It is the options are through the roof. You can play the big wig at your office, get some high fives. People can say thank you. Everybody loves a donut on a rainy day. So check out Thornton's today. Shout out to Kelly Leonardo and Alex Cupper. I would like to add quickly, uh, TJ, I'd almost exclusively enjoyed the Wide Willies uh, from Thornton's, but the ones you brought in yesterday, man. It, I just did the classic chocolate, yes, the chocolate glaze yesterday. And, and it wasn't I was, as heavy. I, I really, like, I, I actually think I might have liked it more. Like, I didn't, you know, Kentucky, sometimes you get a eat a donut in the morning, you feel a little too sugary, you know? It was the right amount of donut. Right amount of donut. Oh, Justin, you sweet, sweet child. Damn ads. Sweet child of mine. Damn ads. <laughs> Oh, uh, also, hey, shout out to now that she's in the car, so I know she'll hear it because, you know, what's the point of well wishes if they're not heard? Happy anniversary to my my wife, my wife, my, <laughs> to the texter, my wife. Happy anniversary. Four years today. Wow. Four wow. Years. Congrats. You did it. And you know what? Today's a great day to plant a tree, you know, a nice soggy ground. And just <laughs> oh, there will be more than a, pl a tree planted. We're potting plants. She she did get a plant, and she was for Easter, which was a nice gift. Um, not for me, from somebody else. Right. And she was like, "Yeah, I like it, but it's one that you have to pot, which is like you know work." Oh, yeah. What you not getting this? I yeah, but I don't. You know, like how sometimes plants come in things, and you can't keep them in those things. You have to move them to a pot. You have to like you have to take them out, and then you have to put in more soil, and you got to get them in like a different home. No, this is yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I get here. that part, but when you're saying pot, like it won't work in the ground, it has to be in a pot that's not in the ground. Is that well, it can well it can be in the ground too, but it's still the same concept of well, but, well, take yeah. it out of the container that uh, it's in I and see. put it into a new spot, and it's work. Goodness gracious, it's not outdoor, no, no, no. not oh, an okay, outdoor okay. plant. I, I see. It, no, no. It could totally be an outdoor plant. Could be an indoor <laughs> plant. It's a plant that, in the container that it's in, it can no longer stay. It needs to be in something bigger. Whether that is God's great ground or it's a bigger pot, it can't stay in the pot that it's in. Okay, okay. So to clear things up, I understand that uh, giving the gift of a plant, you typically have it in something you can just keep it in, like. You, you can just water it inside or something. It's much more convenient that way. But it's also like around Easter time, you're planting things in the ground. It makes sense. It checks out to give them something that needs to be taken out and put somewhere else. <laughs> That's uh, sure. <laughs> yes, you're right. Most flowers are like, you know, gestures of floral arrangements handed over or just, hey, have these until they die. I hope you enjoy them. <laughs> this is one, hey, have this and take care of it and have it forever, maybe. Uh, you know, which is, again, a nice gift but also some work that goes into it. Uh, don't worry to my wife, because she's still probably listening. You, the, the flowers you will be getting today, you can throw away in two weeks. They, they will not be needed to be planted. It won't be a tree that uh, we are under the impression that the tree that we planted at our old house has died. We oh, don't know no. that for sure, 
but we're under that impression, unfortunately. Wow. Um, Is the love dud too? Many people are wondering, but it's going to be re-sparked at our 5.30 dinner tonight because we are 96 years old. Hey, um, maybe after the dinner, you two can just come play poker. That's a romantic night. I would love it. I'm sure the South End poker crew would give us the red carpet treatment for our anniversary. Would we get the little, uh, could we play like at the end of the table, have like a little heart shape? We'll give you the view of the TV. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And the ashtray will be at the other end of the table. We'll keep that far away. <laughs> Many people are wanting us to talk shade and sharp and not plants. Thoughts? <laughs> let's let's talk shade and sharp and not plants because I um like you, TJ, I'm an old person. I was struggling to stay awake through the overtime period. Um, fell asleep and then woke up with Embiid hitting a three. So that was pleasant. Um, but I missed the late night scuttlebutt that Shaden Sharp might, in fact, be ineligible for the 2022 NBA draft. We had a report from uh, a Twitter account called Global Scouting that has 3,000 followers, give or take. So it isn't a fake account. Um, And then a guy by the name of Ant Wright, uh, he alluded to something similar. Ant Wright works for On3, does some, some video uh works different stuff like that 2600 followers for the global scouting guy um but tj the only so first and foremost i would just say that i'm still going to believe it when i see it and i'm 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 much more i'm putting up a lot of shields a lot of guards uh emotionally uh before i i start talking myself into a year with shaden sharp playing alongside oscar shibway but all of this misinformation uh, might be a word for it. The conflicting reports, all of the stuff about Shaden Sharp that has just been befuddling. Him actually being ineligible for the draft when push came to shove wouldn't make a lot of sense as to why there's been so much uncertainty over the last four months. It's probably the most logical explanation for it all. Well, one thing that I'm going to do is I'm we're I, today we are going to talk about Sharp playing for the Kentucky Wildcats next year and what that would mean for UK's roster, for the team and UK's championship aspirations. And are we doing that as a waste of time? My guess is my guess is still probably so. But there is no denying the smoke. And at the end of the day, last night, what you may have missed, what you may be waking up to this morning, was nothing more than a lot more smoke. It was gray, what, gray-black smoke at the Vatican. Roush, what does that mean? Uh, yeah, that's a very good point. What does that mean if you see that at the Vatican? Well, is it white or is it gray-black? No, like, gray, This is gray-black. See, but I'm... Uh... That's where it's tough because I can't I can't tell. I'm not good at I'm not colorblind, but the differences in smoke color, it's difficult to discern. So the gray black smoke means no new pope. White smoke means new pope. This is not white smoke. This is not we don't know. We don't know. This mm-hmm. you should not feel confident in these reports alone. 
But I will say it has added smoke to a dramatic, because it's UK basketball. Can there ever be, I guess, Oscar proved, but there always has to be at least one. Every offseason, there has to be a dramatic. Is they Are they coming back? Are they not coming back? All along, and I still feel this way, if Sharp is eligible for the draft and he is projected lottery pick, he's not turning down that money. And I was wrong about Oscar coming back ultimately, but I also didn't think that mock drafts were going to hate him as much as they did. I'm, I'm still shocked by that. Yeah. I'm still shocked that some first-round team at the back end of the first round, generally you know, a title-contending team at that point, would say, hey, we, we've got you here in a specific role. Come in and just play bruiser and aggressive big man for us because teams still need that in the NBA. But once you saw mock drafts, the Oscar thing, and once the nil, that was the bigger deal with Oscar, once the nil got straightened away, well, he's going to make not maybe as much money as being a second rounder in the NBA, but close mm. to it. And he's also going to be the big man on campus and go down as one of the best college basketball players of all time. The, so like, the initial reports, TJ, from Jeff Goodman, uh, that he's going to make $2 million, expected to make around $2 million in nil money next year. Uh, every other person with sources closer to UK is like, eh, they're thinking it's going to be more. So well, maybe maybe in the range of uh, two to five. We'll, we'll give that as a, a loose range. That's what I was trying to figure out from my pool buddy, Jeff Goodman. Like, who was the source there? Was it, like, Oscar's agent or, like, agent representation? Or was it Beisner at UK? Because Beisner's friendly. I'm sure he could text back to that. But but my point was, like, that is probably – that's just, like, a made-up number. How would they have any idea? <laughs> that is true. You know? Like, it, like yeah. I, I guess they've got, like, a rough idea. But if he – if Sharp returns and this UK team turns into the circus that it would be at that point, like go on and bump that number up another 15%. Because, you know, just like imagine the 2014-2015 nil possibilities for that team. And I'm not saying this UK team, if Sharp comes back, that they'd be going undefeated or anything like that. We could talk about that. We will probably talk about that uh, when we discuss Sharp more thoroughly. But just talking about the nil opportunities. But regardless, I hope Oscar gets paid in a big way. I've got that written down to get to a little bit later on today's show. But, yes, uh, I, I did see that report. That's good for Oscar. But it started making more sense for him to come back. Right. If Sharp is eligible for the draft, it, it just didn't make sense for him to turn down top 10 money when he didn't have to risk anything for it. And, boom, you just go ahead and get your paycheck. I know he wants to be a number one pick, and he, he thinks he could be with a year. That's fine. But you're talking – tens of millions of dollars which could equate to hundreds of millions of dollars sooner rather than later he wasn't going to turn it down now really what this smoke was it was almost like they have taken ideas from kentucky roll call roush mm -hmm. and it's been backed by other people whispering about it whether these people know it to be true which i don't think is the case i'll tell you why here in a second or they're just guessing like we are, it's the same stuff we talked about on Kentucky Roll Call. Like, why hasn't he gone ahead and declared? What this whole situation has just been super bizarre to begin with. UK did not think he was going to be eligible for the 2022 draft. Then Jonathan Giovanni, who I will note is a Cal hater, he comes yeah. in and says, wait a minute, he's actually eligible, everybody. How about that? And, and and it was really backed up by nobody. There may have been one other reporter that was like, oh, crap. That's a good point. Yeah. 
So it was, and Jonathan Giovanni is no slouch. Obviously, he's got a huge, huge following. But you know, he also in a big network within the NBA. Like I think that's important to note is that his reporting is going to be coming from the NBA side of things. And it could maybe come from a sharp side of things too. That that would be you know the connections there don't seem as simplistic as you're right, just as normal NBA insiders. But it also could be both are true, whereas NBA insiders are talking to Sharp. And maybe it was in Sharp's best interest or Sharp's camp. And this isn't coming. This isn't like Shade and Sharp is texting with Giovanni or anything like Mm -hmm. that. We're talking about Sharp's camp and we're specifically talking about Sharp. But maybe Sharp's camp said, it's in our best interest to get this stuff out there that he's eligible. Let's put a little pressure on the NBA. Are they really going to make a top 10 pick, not be eligible? Come on. But as it turns out, as more people are doing digging, he, he by the even the NCAA's or the NBA's rules, excuse me, the NCAA doesn't matter in this situation. Even by the NBA's rules, he was not, he's not draft eligible. They would have to make an exception for him which exceptions have been made, not in this specific situation. Uh, Thon Makers, one instance, but even that was different than what's going on here. They'd have to make an exception for Shade and Sharp. And maybe they do it, but the NBA has this rule in place so teams don't get burnt on unknown commodities like a Shade and Sharp. So they'd have to break their own rule to ignore their basically own failsafe to allow Sharp into the draft. And I think people are starting to scratch their head and say, well, are they going to let them do that? Are they going to let him do that? And I think the initial assumption, just based on Giovanni saying it was true, was, oh, they must have said that it was okay. They must have gotten the green light or the workaround. But now as we're getting closer to April 24th, and you haven't seen Sharp's name go into the draft, and you also notice that UK is not going after any other guard or wing targets. Yeah, really just Antonio Reeves. Just Reeves, who could play a mince role, which, by the way, Davion Mintz came off the bench. Yep. They're not going after anybody else. There was some flirtation with Shannon, but that never really seemed to progress to the point of a visit, if unless I'm mistaken. Didn't even visit UK. They've brought one guy. They've brought two guys in for a visit. One that played like a 3-4-ish, and... The other one that is the Davion Mincerel. That's interesting. Hmm. When you start to connect all these dots. But I don't take last night's thing as I, I'm gonna need some bigger wigs to confirm. And that's no right. disrespect to these people. I, these this is something. It really is something. But I would look at it as just more more whispers of smoke that really followed the KRC playbook of asking questions of what the hell's going on here. But now you're now you're getting what the hell is going on here with more people that talk to more people, and they're also saying, "Wait a minute, uh, something seems a little off." And that's where we're at, folks. That was last night. Was two different Twitter accounts, both reputable in their own way. One more followed than the other, but I've got a buddy who follows the other one, Roush, the one that you texted me, and they were like. They don't really like. They're not one just to stir up rumors or something. It's yeah, yeah. That's kind of what they did in this instance. But I would say that, again, we're going to talk about Sharp's impact on if he did come back. So that should at least tell you that I'm entertained by the smoke. Yes. If he's eligible, he is gone. He is gone. I That is my opinion, and I'm standing by that. 
The question is, is he eligible? And that's a yeah. fair question. And, and TJ, if we look at actual – the actual reports from people that – like it becomes a thing. You know, when uh, when Shams tweets that Villanova's Jay Wright is stepping down, it's a thing. You've already you, – you mentioned the Giovanni one, and then we kind of took it and ran with it. And then I think you really – this offseason, you just had Travis Branham say – that he's going to put his name in the draft. Good point. I forgot and, about Branham. Thank you for bringing him up because now that in, I instantly remembered it now. Good. Yeah, that, that, he was number two. Yeah, and that was like a week or two ago, maybe. And and from that, we had Kyle Tucker like, well, he's still enrolled in classes, and he hasn't told UK anything. So like, you know, it's still. It, it, it there hasn't just been a lot of very affirmative things. It's been a lot of this smoke, if you will, TJ. This we've got some Twitter reports, but it's really not anything to like latch onto a story because nothing is set in stone. It's just a lot of scuttlebutt. It's a lot of message word fodder. It's a lot of speculation, or I, I wouldn't say speculation purely, but it is speculative in nature. So I, I think that what's the, it's it's just good <laughs> from a Kentucky fan's perspective that it's seemingly you've only gotten bad reports, but the smoke is at least trending in a direction where now I you know we can have conversations about how awesome Kentucky can be with Sharp potentially back in the fold where uh, you know I, I I've I wrote him off not immediately after the Giovanni report but almost immediately after that he would be going to the NBA because why would you turn down top ten money? to what make number one money that's just silly that, that that logically it does not make sense it does not represent any sort of precedent that's happened in the calipari era now it's a go. candy land idea it, it yeah is. it's just, it's a fantasy world of like he wants to work on his game bad enough to move up four spots in the draft yeah, while silly. risking 40 game season of the potentials that go into injury and just the 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 possibility of just not being as good as maybe people think you are, you know, of like being a having a little bit of bust potential, you're, you're not passing that up for that sort of money. The only reason you pass that up is if you aren't allowed just based by rules. And it is, it is funny that that's where we stand is we don't know exactly what the NBA is going to do. And, and Roush, wouldn't that make sense for all the confusion that we've had? Like UK, yeah. be quiet but not really like letting it leak one way or another if he's definitely gone or definitely staying and wouldn't it wouldn't all this come if it all came out if it all came to light that like we were all just sitting around just like Calipari and UK's coaching staff what's the NBA going to say are they going to make an exception for Shade and Sharp and see you later because nobody can blame Sharp for passing down that money passing up that money or will it be one year UK a potential number one pick joins the returning national player of the year to go with two other top 10 recruits. And then you're looking at the 2022, 2023 season being the most anticipated since 2015. And maybe more so than that, maybe more so than that. A lot yeah. on the line, Roush. It's worth getting, it's worth looking into. It, I wouldn't it, tell folks to get excited about it, but I, I see the smoke just like you all, and I can't help. I, I can't look away. I just like you all, I cannot look away. And and 
it would make sense why the NBA just wouldn't make an exception for Sharp because kind of have to make an exception for everybody after that. So uh, it's fascinating. And I think this is the part of the programming where we can, I mean, dude, having Shaden Sharp on next year's team would be so freaking awesome. I guess you, you, you technically have Kaysom Wallace at the point, but him and Sharp are doing a lot of the primary ball handling. Oh, man, Shane Sharp with Oscar Sheeway in the pick and roll. Like I, like I touched on earlier, like I, I would not be allowed to go to UK games with tight pants on if you had a lineup with Sharp, Toppin, and Oscar as your three, four, five, and you could have, I, you know, I don't, Wallace and Wheeler. Wheeler, I guess, yeah. Or you could go, you could go Wallace, Sharp, Livingston, kind of had like Collins, Sheeway. Have like him play kind of an MKG role, and then yeah, Toppin and Shibway. You could have maybe a little question about shooting between Livingston, Toppin, and Oscar, but you'd have Sharp there, like you know, and he supposedly just already has the NBA range, which that would be fun to see. It's it, it would you'd have so many different potential lineups, potential. You strengths all, and weaknesses. Justin, let's forget, see what you got to say. You're forgetting about C.J. Frederick as well, which seems to always happen when we discuss this no. team. There, yeah. I mean, there's your shooter. You're right. Well, but, but again, in that, in that lineup, he, he's not starting, though. No, no. Right, right. He's off the bench, but still. Although, although to be fair, what is the what was the thing the person was getting on us for the other day? For what, uh, for what it's worth. Yeah, for what it's worth. For what it's Stop. worth. What if you do say like, all right, we're gonna go Wallace, Sharp, Frederick, Toppin, Oscar. In which case, like, you're making the defense play four on four. You're making them guard Wallace, Toppin, Oscar because they're not gonna leave Frederick. Like they're, they, you know, they're gonna have a they're gonna have a spy on him wherever. And he's a forty seven percent percent three-point shooter you're not leaving him open right so basically right. at that point playing four on four uh, uh, maybe you do do that uh, because like that would just be such a strength for you um again talent wise i think you're like looking at him as like eighth man if sharp were to return which again if he's eligible he's gone if he's not well then he's not and i guess he would be back at kentucky by default at that he, from a talent standpoint, Frederick, no, should not be one of the top five guys. But from a what it would do to the lineup and the offense, it's intriguing. It's fun. But it just goes back to all the different options you'd have with that team. And, again, if Sharp does, if he does go pro, it's still a really fun lineup. And, we still, and you know, you got to maybe get a little bit more creative with scoring there on the wing. And you've got some options there. But it's hard not to follow the, the cookie trail here and look up and say, well, they're not going after other folks. Maybe he's not eligible. Now, I did list that long name of athletes that still haven't declared, but Paulo declared yesterday. Did Chet declare yesterday? I mean, we know he's gone regardless. Uh, have not heard from Chet recently. You'll get more of those players announcing, but there are still a couple other big names out there with Shade and Shark that haven't announced, but it, it's hard not to start getting a little wide-eyed roush admittedly man shade and sharp i it, it's funny too because uh after the oscar news you know you get a lot of folks that you know you talk ball with who you know i'm not best friends with but they'll they'll hit me up you know we'll we'll, we'll, we'll talk ball once every few weeks once a month during football season etc cetera, etc cetera. and i have one guy reach out and say uh so uh 
you know, we, we were just talking to Oscar how exciting it was. There might be riots on senior day. It's going to be incredible. And then he was like, so thoughts on Sharp? And, I, you know, I share what I always say. And it's like, eh, and he's gone. I'm, I'm mentally prepared for him to be gone. He's like, I'm not giving up hope yet. And I was like, dude, I, you, you can't give up hope. You can't give up complete hope because who knows? Something crazy could happen. And by God, two hours later, this stuff starts happening. <laughs> uh, it, it's it's hard to, again, it, if you don't believe these Twitter accounts at all, then this could just be ho-ho moving, for, moving forward. But I don't think that those accounts just made things up out of nowhere. I, then again, I don't know for sure. You mix that in with the confusion and just classic KRC Sharp will probably say, like, I'm I'm out of here in within the hour, you know? Like, <laughs> knowing how all this the stuff KRC works. curse. Again, my assumption is UK won't have him. It'll be a pleasant surprise if he plays or there's news that he's back. I'm not gonna get I'm not gonna like get worked up or certainly not mad if he ends up going because you can't blame somebody for going in this situation. You just I, I refuse to believe it. And secondly, I wouldn't care even if you could blame somebody for going. It's their choice, not yours. Like you, That's a bad way to live your life is getting upset what other people decide to do with their own personal decisions. So that's just a, a personal thing. But it's hard not to kind of get excited about. I'll fully admit that. All right, let's go to our hour break. Our number two of Kentucky Roll Call is coming up next. You don't want to go anywhere. We've got a lot of texts in the Thornton's text line about Sharp. We'll read those. We'll get to whatever else, but we're not done talking about what a huge day it was for Kentucky basketball yesterday. And side note, we do have some football news. We'll get to that as well. This is KRC on Big X. Hour number Nick Roush and Justin Gales. Smiling like a hero that just received his medal. It was just an old hand-me-down Ford with three speed on the column. I can't replace the way it made me feel And I would press that clutch and I'd keep it right He'd say, a little sore son, you're doing just fine Just a dirt road with trash on each side But I was Mario Andretti when Daddy let me Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. 96.1 FM, 14.50 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen on your Thursday morning. Who's ready to get hungry? Might as well. Might as well. Fresh guacamole. (laughs) Salsaritas. Gosh, see, it's so good that it's a problem, TJ. You can be addicted to the wildly addictive chips when you go to one of their two locations because it's it's incredible. Salsaritas, bona fide, incredible. Two locations in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matthews. Burrito. Oh, a nice just fat stuff burrito today. So much so where you take your first bite that it like basically just falls apart and turns into a burrito bowl. Maybe a nice cheesy quesadilla. You take a bite and the cheese just like almost 
Will Smith slaps you on the chin because it just unfolds and forms to your face at that point. Mm. Mm, man, maybe some tacos, which the wife gets, which she's kind of ruined tacos for me in the sense that like she puts so much gross stuff on them that they do actually kind of look a little gross. But I also ha eat like a child. I don't like mm -hmm. the guacamole and what what is I don't she doesn't put ranch on her tacos right What's the sour cream sour creams the other thing she goes to town on you know the white sauces Roush they all start to run together for me a little bit but yeah she the the, the tacos are good too but the 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 burritos the quesadillas they have it all mm -hmm. at Salsaritas download the app it'll save you some money I've got the app was letting me know that hey you've got like two dollars you better use or you're uh, or you're gonna lose it which then I looked at my account and I've got so many Salsaritas bucks. It's like, all right, Salsaritas. If I lose out on this $2, I'll financially, I will recover. I'll be okay. But they're always trying to give away money to you, make it a little cheaper. It it adds up and and that's always a good thing. Salsaritas, download the app, Middletown and St. Matthews. We got to get to the Thornton's text line. Roush, we did have some football news yesterday. You want to run through this? Uh, Kedron Smith, he's announcing his decision tomorrow. Uh, the former Ole Miss defensive back is ready to announce his commitment after visiting Indiana, Missouri, Kentucky, and Virginia Tech. Uh, like where the Cats stand as of right now, and I'm feeling pretty confident about their chances uh, entering uh, entering into this decision. So something to keep an eye on. Uh, could have back-to-back -back weeks with Friday commitments, so stay tuned. Um, it, it all happened while Kentucky's had three players enter the transfer portal since last Friday, um, which is three more scholarships available for uh, for them to add players this offseason. So Smith could be the first one to to join that roster where Kentucky desperately needs help in the secondary, uh, whether he's playing cornerback, which he did to start his career, or at kind of a safety where he could at nickel to help fill the void left by Vito Tisdale. Smith could add a lot to Kentucky. So um, stay tuned for that announcement coming Friday. Would this check your secondary concerns box? I'd get another corner too. I'd, okay. I'd, I'd do one more. Yeah. Would this check your quality secondary concerns box? Or would you also get another, like you need another good one? Or would it just be you'd rather have another body they can develop? Um, I mean, in, in tell general, me everything's gonna, tell me everything's going to be all right. In, in general, when I'm looking at the transfer portal, I'm looking for somebody who can start, you know, right away, maybe only has two years left. Um, but I, I I'm, I'm hopeful that, that I, I think there'll still be somebody out there that can be of that quality at cornerback right now. You could put him there if you wanted to. Um, but ideally I, I, I think you're going to have him play a little bit more of that nickel slot cornerback role. So, um, the, I, in general, uh, just go go get another one. Uh, because right now, I'd be more confident getting a starter at cornerback so that Drew Phillips can be your third corner and kind of rotate in to help Valentine and maybe this potential transfer, and then have Smith play uh, a nickel full time. That 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 would be my preference as of right now. Okay. That sounds good to me. Uh, really, I, I liked what I saw from the fella, Cadron Smith, on Friday, but I still, I don't like, I don't, I don't feel great about your answer, to be honest with you. Who, you know, who else, any names that you think? 
No, you know, we got time. We got I know there's time, weeks. but and, and 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 that's the thing too. Like if all goes to hell, then you just play less nickel and you have if, if you 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 I feel like the uh if you add Smith, then the four has been raised, but there's still room to grow if you can find another quarterback. Okay. Yeah. Like what worst case scenario, he's playing, he's just he's one of your starting cornerbacks. Phillips comes in, and then you just do more base three four and probably play some of those uh freshman edges uh in, in rotate them in with Jordan Wright and JJ Weaver. So um uh, that you know, guys like Keaton Wade. I love Keaton Wade. Is that a better alternative? <laughs> I, you know, it, I, I get, I, I get that that's probably just going to be a question mark. It, it unlikely will get totally addressed. But I, and I like the way you're thinking in terms of trying different stuff. But I also don't know if I want to be thrown in true freshman. And you're right; it'd be in a rotational capacity. But I don't know. Yeah, not sure how to feel about it. Well. If you get Smith, that's the first step in the right direction. Agreed. And just good player to add to the fold. Mm-hmm. I, I I figured what my thought was like, okay, secondary, we're, we're solid. We feel good about where UK's at in their secondary. Still would like one more body just because injuries happen and you never know. And maybe the person could develop and be solid. And yes, in a perfect world, go get another good player that could compete for starting time or be a, somebody that you could totally rely on and, in a rotational capacity, but that probably wouldn't be realistic to this late in the game to pull in two players. Mm-hmm. You feel really solid about maybe it can never count out UK football recruiting, but I, I think that, I think that if you get him on Friday, great, lock him up tomorrow. And then you probably are just looking for a project quote unquote, somebody that you can throw in if you got to. Yeah. Um, I, I'm I'm just of the belief that there are still others out there. It just might be a, a deal where we don't hear those names come into the portal and they don't end up committing until, you know, second, third week of June. Kind sure. Of sure. Yeah. And you're right. It, it, patience, it pays to be patient in the portal. The, the three Ps <sighs> of college football. Uh, uh, college sports. The old, uh, the old fable. Aesop's fable. Patience in the portal pays off. Yep, I remember reading that in Chaucer. Uh, all right, we got uh, enough. We, we got we got somebody that knows what they're talking about. Update. Mm-hmm. Kyle Tucker on the sharp situation. He basically says, "Calm the hell down, people." The NBA doesn't rule on draft eligibility until you actually put your name in. Sharp, at least publicly, hasn't done that. Several NBA teams behind the scenes have said they expect he'd be eligible and think he'll be in the draft. Now, I will add to the last part of that. How would they have any clue? You know, like, <laughs> right, right. They're just assuming as well. To, were you talking to a the Toronto Raptor? Were you talking to Mr. Raptor? Like, I, I get it. He's talking to NBA scouts and maybe even some executives, and he's talking to people in the know. But like they would know the ins and outs of the shade and sharp situation. If they just saw reports that he was eligible, I'm sure that they probably think, Hey, all right, then this guy's eligible. And maybe that's true. Maybe they're totally validated and thinking that those reports are accurate. AKA Giovanni and Travis Branham mentioning what he mentioned, but I'm still under the assumption 
He will not be playing at Kentucky. I still think there's some solid options, which could make me feel really, really good. And, and that's the thing. I, I, I tweeted this out there and got into a nice Twitter back and forth. They do exist, believe it or not, uh, of somebody saying, do you really think just because Oscar's back, Kentucky's a title contender? UNC blew the national championship game. And they were a national title contender. Yeah. They were an eight seed. UK beat that team by 40 last year with the mm-hmm. team that they had. Yes, I think at minimum, what Kentucky has, assuming Reeves is going to join the fold and that you know, you'll know you get the top and back, I'll go off that assumption. Yes, that Kentucky team's a title contender. You have the national player of the year that led Kentucky to a two seed the year prior. Kentucky was a title contender last year just because they had a terrible, disgusting, pathetic night in March. They were a title contender. They will be a title contender next year. They already are. Now, I also do understand the portion of the UK fan base that wants UK to become a title favorite. They want them to be like, yes, we're a title contender. I feel good about that. I want it to be ours to lose. I want to look at the rest of the field of college basketball and know that on – assuming Kentucky plays a good game, they're going to beat these teams. I want that too. We all want that. Why in the hell would you not want that? I do agree that if you add Sharp to the fold, you're probably there. So I get why it's a big deal, but you can still be probably that even without Sharp, and you're still definitely in the thick of you know the top five teams in the country even without Sharp. So it's a really nice situation, and I think if everybody comes into this with the right approach – then you're playing with house money to a certain degree. The issue is we're Kentucky fans, and that's not how this is going to work at all. And things like last night, Roush, and to be fair, to be fair, uh, our end of the first hour was kind of getting excited, but I think we laid the, the caveat of this is smoke, nothing more, but there's a lot of interesting connecting pieces here. Uh, and then you get you get some cleanup work by Kyle Tucker saying – don't freak out about that too much, which is fair. Don't freak out about it too much. It's interesting. This whole thing is fascinating for the reasons that we've said. The stakes have never really been higher, but it's still a damn good basketball team without Shade and Sharp. And that's what I think is going to end up happening. You'll add Reeves. I would like one more, but that's another interesting part about all of it is the fact UK is not adding more, that they are – just kind of slow playing everybody. Do they think of bigger names out there and they're just being patient? I don't know, but it's all interesting. That's why we talk about it. We're fans. It's fun. Don't get too worked up about it. Don't get too angry at reporters or people or certainly not an 18-year-old kid, but it's fun. It's fun to think about because this one is this one's a tough cookie, Roush. Yes, it's a, it's a very tough cookie to crack, um, but you know, I'm not going to let Kyle Tucker take away a night of optimism. Uh, it seems to be that this really will go down to the wire. And um, I'm, I'm hoping for the best and it, yet still expecting the worst. And that's just kind of the way I'm going to function until we get 100% certainty on what Shaden Sharp will be doing next year. That's the thing that I'd can't understand is the timing of all this that's another thing that you know kyle doesn't have the answer to but it's it's worth asking to somebody is his shade and sharp at least publicly hasn't done that why hasn't he done that 
if he's going to do like again, when we've and this is you know we're being a dead horse at this point because we've already talked around all of this. The timing, nobody deserves to freak out if he's eligible and he goes and chases his dream. Blah blah blah. Y'all know how I feel about all that stuff. But the timing of all this is just the the stuff that is really hard to. I don't know how you do it. I don't know. I don't know how it's responded. Like, and that's what I just wish UK would do. Never in a million years is going to happen, especially not with the current regime at UK. Like UK, Calipari wants everything really close to the vest and really quiet. But I even think the most open athletic programs would want to keep this stuff quiet. I don't know why, though. Like, why couldn't UK come out and say, we're of the understanding that Shaden Sharp is eligible for the draft. It will still be a personal decision for him what he wants to do. We will gladly, you know, you can do all the the politically correct stuff. We will gladly welcome him back if that's the choice he decides to make. Why, you know, why why can't somebody just help us out and let us know is this dude eligible for the draft or not? If it were and, that if it were that easy, TJ, then we, we couldn't have as much fun as we're having. And maybe Kyle, maybe people would say Kyle's doing that. People, he says NBA teams behind the scenes are under the impression he's eligible. But that that still isn't there's there's nothing concrete, and I don't think there will be anything concrete, even after the draft deadline passes, right? Like, uh, all right, that that's my question for you, TJ. Will we know one way or another if Shane Sharp is going to be at Kentucky next year when we do radio Monday morning? We will not know that. I don't think we so will either. not know definitively one way or another. I think it's going to drag out. <laughs> I I think it's gonna I think what's gonna happen is he's gonna put his, his name in the draft. I will people will freak out. I will think some people go over the top, but I will also wonder what the hell was up with the timing of all this. Like why did you know it certainly kind of seemed like stringing people along. Why did you do that? And I think he'll say, I'm entering the draft, I'm testing the waters, but I will retain my eligibility. So we'll have until June 1st to really talk about it. That's my prediction of how this will unfold. And then I think ultimately along the way, he's eligible. But the way it was told to me was you have to graduate. If you're an international player, you have to graduate before the NBA. You have to get your college or your high school credits, the equivalent of such. You have to graduate high school before the NBA season if you're an international player. I think for... American players, it has to be like a, you have to be a year removed from your graduating class before you're eligible. I think for international players, it just has to be before the C- NBA season starts, before that NBA season starts. So the plan, the thing was he graduated in December, graduated, went to UK. The NBA season started well before December. He didn't graduate before the NBA season started. He didn't meet even the NBA's international requirements. He is ineligible. The Sharp Camp with Giovanni said, oh, he actually graduated in October. Look here. Look here. His coursework was finished by then. But the thing, and and so what I what I think, and I don't know this for sure. Now, that's the scuttlebutt. Now I'm injecting my own thoughts. What I think they're trying to figure out is, did he have the coursework? And if he did... Does that count as being graduated? Because like we see your, you know, you graduate in December. 
Like that's when your semester was up. It was in yeah. December. Yeah, Just that's because a good point. you could check your credit boxes, maybe or maybe not, in October, does that count as being so like of course only in UK world do we get like the most complex the Randolph Morris faction? This is the, the Hamadou Diallo waiting till this is the only fan base that you get like the most complex intriguing bring on csi to figure out the how this all unfolds oh, but paperwork that's and yeah that's supposedly where we're at is does does he count as graduated when he completed the class to make him eligible and i don't know if the answer to that question is yes then good i you know i i think deep down should be eligible. Like an NBA team wants to use a top 10 pick on this dude, then your funeral, if he doesn't work out, let it be though. That's the, you, if you want to pay the kid to go play for you, then you should be able to do it. That's really my personal opinion on it. But as a UK fan in me, hell yeah, you got these rules in place for a reason, baby, come on back. But it sounds like Sharp has been in Lexington doing classes. By all accounts, he's a great kid. I, I I would question some of the moves of his circle, but yes, Roush, my prediction is this drags on this time mm -hmm. next week. We're still talking about this stuff, but that's supposedly the hiccup with the classwork. So the NBA would have to basically bend their own rules to say, you know what? You had finished your classwork in October. You technically had graduated before the season, even though you didn't really graduate before the season. You're in, baby. That's what we're figuring out. And maybe the NBA hasn't made up their own mind on that. Maybe they haven't expressed their decision to Sharp's camp on that. Maybe that's part of the holdup. Maybe all of it's figured out and he is totally 100% NBA eligible and they're just stringing along UK fans to stick it to you, TC, from Lexington. I doubt it, but I don't know. That's anybody's guess up to this point. Oh, man. Love you, uh, I'm, I'm, by the way, yeah, only a top five texter into the Thornton's text line, which we will get to after this break, Nick Roush. Yeah, yeah, and we also need to maybe hit a little bit more on Jay Wright. I mean, what a you want to talk about a crazy day, crazy, crazy sports day on a Wednesday that was unexpected, but very welcome in middle April. So, we'll talk about that and much more when we return. Don't go anywhere, folks. Wacky indeed. I got some oceanfront property in Arizona. From my front porch, you can see the sea. I got some oceanfront property in Arizona. If you buy that, I'll throw the Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call. That's what I'm talking about, man. We'll do, uh, we'll, let's talk about golf cards now, and then we'll talk about our aches and pains, maybe a little to break up the text line a little bit later on. Okay. Uh, Justin, I've been working my little tail off all week, mm -hmm. and mainly just because I want to have more free time on Friday. 
you, the weather that for this weekend looks absolutely amazing. We've got thunder over Louisville, maybe a little thunder on the golf course with how nice it's looking. And some of the nicest courses in the region, you're going to get it for a price that cannot be beaten. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to play 36 holes on Saturday. Only one of them is going to be at on on a course on the Big X golf card. That is Elk Run. That's where I will be on Saturday. So you can actually Valley View. I lied. It's at Valley View. That's two of the courses that are on the golf card. The other three, Christmas Lake and Santa Claus. You've got Chariot Run as well as Old Capital. All those courses under $25 a round. You can get your card at BigExportsRadio.com or call 812-725-1457. By the way, your round to Chariot Run comes with a drink and a bucket of range balls. What a deal. Nice. Always feels good to, to get some of the bad shots out at the range beforehand. So yes. get the big exports radio golf card today. And let's get to the te- Thornton's text line, folks. All right, one golf thing. I always I do like hitting a couple balls on the range. Only a couple. Though. But I will always crack up at like the people that I'll start around with that are sweating through their shirt because they're at the driving range for 30 or 40 minutes. It's like, dude, come the back nine. Your arms are going to be jello, and you're not going to be able to swing a club. Well, you your focus is going to be off. You already played a round of golf on the driving range, you goober. Well, yes, and it's like, I, you don't want it. A bucket of balls is perfect. Maybe even like you don't even have to finish the bucket. Well, and nobody that we play with is any good at golf. So it's like they they go to the driving range to try to work out the kinks before a round when it's like in reality, you should be doing that between rounds, not before your round. Yeah, you're right, TJ. I mean, you're, you're going to be wore out. Like you're, we're not good at golf. Just go out there and play golf. There's no need to work on your game before you go out and play. Yeah, definitely no way you could shoot plus three on a par three course. Unless you're a scooter. We'll find out hopefully someday. Uh, an update: We haven't picked a date for the the KRC scramble just yet. We need to. Not yet. Soon. A texture on the Thornton's text line says: Scooter doesn't have time to take an allergy pill. That's right. That's true. Yeah, and hey, by the way, update on that. So I was sitting around this weekend, and I don't know what came over me, but I was like, you know. I really have to stop using that as an excuse because it's not just the radio show. I mean, I do that with everything. I, I just don't have time, and I got to stop doing that. So my new thing is is I just don't want to make time instead of I don't have time. That's, ah. That's better, and yeah. that's accurate. Wow. That, I, I was going to say that when you were going on. I was like, you, what you should say is I'm not going to make the yeah. time, and that's totally accurate. Yeah, so that's where I'm at now. So there's no more. I don't have time. I just don't want to make the time. <laughs> Little Duke Man. may not be a big meat connoisseur, but according to Nick's HBO selection, his daddy sure is. Literally suck it, Roush. <laughs> oh, thanks, Texture. Fun 420 celebratory questions. Ooh, how did the inventor of the clock know what time it was? It's a good one. Man, Whew. I can't even go there. Is the S or the C silent in the word sent? No, they're they're both loud. Neither are silent. The S is silent. The C. Who closes the door when the bus driver gets off? That I don't know. I have no idea. I'm sure it's just a manual thing. Yeah, would you push it or something? Yeah. Yeah, you probably just manually just like pull it close. If Apple made a car, would it still have windows? I'm done. <laughs> 
glad that's I, a good one. Glad I didn't I see really this yesterday. Last one. That's a, that's a dad joke material. <laughs> we'll say the new Teslas are, are cool. That like the whole car is just basically like a window. I mean, the whole like upper part of the car is basically a window. And then from the outside, it just you can't really tell, or it's tinted so much you can hardly tell. And then mm-hmm. from the inside, it was just like totally normal. Cool concept. Felt like a Jetson. <laughs> Um, another text from Thornton's text line says, Oscar back is huge. Now just need Shaden to follow suit. Can't imagine he will leave because why would he do that to me? Yeah, I mean, that's when he's weighing his decisions, Texter, that's got to be factor number one. Why? How could you? Yeah. Uh, you look us all in the eye, Shaden, and tell us you you played no games. You give back that jersey and that tuition money. To me and this texter personally. Oh, can I say too something very underrated about all of the Oscars back content? Very happy Drew went back to the uh, the return episode of The Office and just clipped a bunch of Michael Scott talking about Oscar being back. <laughs> That's good. That's good work. And also, when they were doing the the thing on Sports Center about all the famous Oscars, they left out Oscar Nunez. Like, come on. Yeah. Do you think? Oscar knew it seemed like he thought maybe he was asking which nickname he liked the best. Yeah. Yeah. That was just another awkward part of the conversation. Well, I think when UK set it up, it was like, Hey, you're going to get 10 minutes with Oscar. And like, you know, and then it really probably should have just been like three minutes with Oscar. Right. 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 Get his decision, ask what he wants to work on, you know, talk. But I, I, I enjoyed it. I still, I don't think it was nearly as bad as you all, you you made it out to be. I would I would say, too, that it's, uh, if I were voting, it would be Oscar the Grouch. Hmm. Yeah. But he's not a grouch. Good pick. Yeah. Texture says, Oscar coming back is good for UK. I think he's a good dude. Of course, Cal is still there so how much can he really improve oh that was a rutherford show text but i just thought it was hilarious that cal brings a dude at west virginia who was starting to get squeezed in minutes and turned him into the national player of the year but what could he do (laughs) also remember like well kenny payne's gone uk is never getting another good big man again ever never and then cal is just like hey Buddy, you want to come be a national player of the year? And not only that, but let's come back for another year. The folks that want Cal gone are the biggest losers on the planet. Which, by uh, the way, I've got to, I mean, I'm going to have a take on that when we get to the Jay Wright text, but those are coming up. Yep. Um, I heard you mention oh, it, TJ, but it's a great song that South Park had spoofing Game of Thrones. I just don't want to sing it, though. Why don't you want to sing it? I'm just, I'm good. I, Nothing bad. Wiener, 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 wiener. <laughs> so funny. It's a great little three-part series. One of the best intros into a TV show ever, Game of Thrones. Nothing just got you like more pumped up. And it certainly had not is not personal preference to the fact that I love that TV show. Uh, Texture says, Roush, you're off by a few years. Kyrie was in the 2011 draft class, not 2014. Ah, sorry about that. Uh, oh, and I listened to KSR yesterday for the first time in a while, and it was 10 minutes of Matt wondering if he'll ever feel comfortable shaking people's hands and not being scared when people cough near him. 
people who ever cared about that stuff and especially still care about that stuff are disgusting. Anyways, love y'all and listen every damn day. Oh, thanks for listening, Texter. I, I, TJ, I guess that I think for me, uh, just growing up uh, in a large family, if like I would have, I can't imagine being scared of germs because I was just in them all the time. So I've just, I've never understood. I get people have their phobias and they can be weirded out by stuff, but like, I don't know. I'm just embracing the disgustingness and really just try to remember to wash my hands every time I get near poop or pee. And, and then we're good. Yeah. you. That's why I thought it was kind of so weird when you were like huffing hand sanitizer in between segments during the beginning <laughs> of all this. But it kind of just goes to show where we all were at at the beginning of all this. Like we just didn't know people were taking extra precautions. But it seems like we're back to normal. Yeah. If, if you can't get back to normal, I think that's perfectly okay. That's your own personal thing. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, I, I think it was also fair. To, I, I questioned, I was like, I wonder if handshakes will be gone forever for some people they are, but for the, for the majority of people, it, it came back to normal. I was, I was wrong. I mean, we are two years into it. So it did go on a while, but I, to question if that was going to be gone forever was kind of silly on my part. It would get back to normal. It has gotten back to normal. Just not. We, for we were just in such a weird place that we didn't like, you know, we all lost our minds. We didn't know what was going to happen. <laughs> Hindsight's going to be 2020 on this pandemic, but um, literally, man, it, at, at the time, didn't know what uh, up was down, down was up. It was crazy. A Texas uh, to all of you that said to fire Cal and hire Jay Wright, suck it. Dude wouldn't have lasted five years at UK before wanting to retire. He was never going to come to UK once that didn't happen in what, 2007? Um, it wasn't going to happen. It never was. It wouldn't have happened in 2012. It wouldn't have happened in 2014. It wouldn't have happened in 2016. Jay Wright wasn't going to leave Villanova. He was going to retire at Villanova. Now, I did not know that he was going to retire at Villanova yesterday. Goodness gracious. <laughs> that was shocking. That was shocking. And now, uh, Kay, Roy, and right all out within basically 14 months i love the jokes like jay right don't you know that you have to do a year-long retirement tour and accept gifts and do all that i love the the shot that the pot shots at coach k's expense um but it's one it's wild that calipari outlasted all of those guys at kentucky and two, we got to give a shout out to our guy hot take torres we we we, we blast him a lot uh, when his takes are off off the mark. But, um, you know, he made good points when talking about how the, the transfer portal and the nil game, as much as it helps the student athletes, a lot of these coaches, it's just grinding. It's, it, it's, 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 it's they're, they're, the burnout factor is certainly going to be there. And I, I think it's safe to say that those two things combined happening at the same time uh, expedited the end of the careers of uh, some multi-time national championship winners. Well, to my to my credit, to slap my own butt here, in my friend group, the wrecking shout out to the wrecking crew. What's up, wrecking crew? Just kidding. I don't call it. my friend my friend group. Could you imagine having a friend group and having a nickname for it <laughs> and calling it the wrecking crew? That'd be pretty Can't tough. Imagine that. That would be pretty tough. Um, but in my friend group, I really was like, I don't think it's a coincidence that you're seeing these coaches retire at this new era of college basketball. Like, yes, some of them were very old, but I don't think it's a coincidence. You'll see more of it. 
except I had a different angle on it than Torres did. Uh, I called the coaches babies and losers where he is sticking <laughs> up for the coaches and talking about how difficult it college basketball is right now. It's so hard to navigate. Listen, water's going to find its level. Yep. Uh, my analogy I use late into the wacky Wednesday was when you skip a rock, it still settles to the bottom. Like the, college basketball is going to continue. Yeah. And if it's, if it's a whittle hard and I get it, like recruiting is gross and, Folks, I don't even know the half of it. And what I do know is it is a nightmare. Like the fact that these coaches just don't go coach in the NBA versus college, that's where I'm wondering. But yes, you're getting paid. Calipari is getting paid $9 million. I don't feel bad for you that you have to figure out how to handle nil and the transfer portal. You're at Kentucky. Jay Wright, you're at Villanova. Like, oh, the transfer portal is hard. No, it's not. Not at Villanova. You get who you want. Uh, well, now somebody's being moody and they want to leave. Well, that's the way Calipari's operated a team since 2009 and 2010, rotating people in and rotating people out. Calipari's built for this. His only issue is now the ball has bounced the other way in the NCAA tournament, and mm -hmm. he's got his own fan base at his throat for silly reasons. But I don't think Cal will be far behind for what it's worth. I think his will just be more age. Like, will this – factor into it i don't doubt it but he is pro nil is it tougher uh, yeah i don't doubt that it's tougher but these people are basketball coaches you're you're coaching a game and yes it's hard there's so much more that goes into it especially in recruiting but even the day-to-day -day practice and having people on campus and shaking hands and kissing babies and all that fun stuff but you're living a life that 99.9 percent .9 of people would would love to have we don't feel bad for you and torres isn't going to make me feel bad for you um it's tough like you know and should there be some regulation on this stuff i'm i'm all ears let's hear it again if you're going to whine let's have some solutions but uh that's that's fine if this is going to be a new era of college basketball then it's going to be a new era of great coaches and uh I, I in a perfect. Well, I think if Calipari could win a championship this season, I think we'd see him right off into the sunset. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised unless you know the DJ Wagner caveat. That that could be one. Well, if he's going to Louisville, every like everybody's assuming. Um, I, one part too that I wanted to add, where I think Torres missed the mark. Um, he did not include the biggest change in college basketball that happened over the last two years. No suits. You take the suits out of the game, you might as well take Jay Wright out because, man, but he, he's Mr. Suit. I always personally like Jay Wright. I think most people did nationally, but that's, you know, that's just, that is true, the difference between him and Kay. Like, Kay just has to be worshipped everywhere he went. Mm -hmm. But in reality, in the last 10 years, Jay Wright has been significantly better, and he just says, hey, I'm out. Although, if I was a Villanova fan, I would be really upset with all this. Like, I would thank Jay Wright for his time, but um, sorry, Jay, you don't just get to handpick your successor. And who? Like Kyle Neptune? Neptune? That person isn't real. And that was what my friend said. He was just like, "That's a, you made up that name. That, no? that, was, that was a character in Jimmy Neutron. That was like his arch rival or something. I'm not buying it. Yeah. And he had a horrible one year at Fordham and whatever. A texter says, KRC celebrating 420 and had a story for Roush. When we were growing up, we had an above-ground pool that was underground. Basically, Dad buried an above-ground pool one summer. 
How did it work, you may ask? Well, as good as you'd expect, wonderful until the end of summer when the pressure of the dirt around it collapsed the pool. Austin from the <laughs> Wow. Oh, that's great. That's I love great. the innovative thinking. There, well, and there was actually a pool like that on the way in. It wasn't technically in my neighborhood, but it was on the road on the way, and they had it in their big, enormous front yard. So you really saw people in it. But it was kind of cool where it was – Maybe the top of the pool was a foot or two above the ground and the rest of it was into it. I feel like you would have to, the hole would be fine. You would just need to fortify the walls to make sure it didn't collapse within itself. I one time saw trampoline. I mean, I've seen I've seen it not one time, but probably twice or three times. Not a huge deal. Trampolines buried in the ground, similar to like Ooh. that same concept. Sounds and- fun, but... I've actually would it be more or less that. dangerous? I, I so I was thinking that when in my head before I said all this, I, I remember it being significantly scarier bouncing on them because I, I think you have. And by the way, like nets are the way to go. If you're bouncing a trampoline without a net, you're a wild child in this day and age. Yeah, but back yeah. then, you know, when I broke they my femur, it didn't exist. <laughs> and this one that was buried in the ground didn't have a net, obviously, because that would be tough to figure out how that would work. But in my brain, it's you think that the trampoline being off the ground could break your fall as painful as it could be. Like you'll catch at least the side of it when it was buried directly into the ground. Like You're just ground, ground is breaking your fall. <laughs> you know, there's nothing that you could like even try to kick off of or slow you down a little bit. Um, but I love the pool in the ground idea. Another texter on the Thornton sex line says, "I have to like the new intro. I have to like." new intro yesterday uk pez learn how to type buddy i have to apologize to nick i complained about the length of the intro i now think intro needs to be an hour an hour a 57 seconds longer i mean this you can't even can't even it. make the joke uk pez you were trying to say I mean, an hour and 57 minutes longer and you, you missed the mark buddy nice try say, maybe 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 try again tomorrow for the first time ever he texted into the rutherford show and actually like defended uk which I couldn't believe, I could could hardly believe that he had what? like a positive UK take. He, it was actually kind of a funny joke. He said something about like Sat, Satterfield, Father's Day, Mark Stoops. And it was actually all right. And like, I was like, hey, UK Pez, look at you actually defending UK and not being a total baby for once in your life. Hey, gents. So I got introduced to Bucky's on the way to the Citrus Bowl. I can't even pinpoint it, but it seems like an oasis while on the road. Fill in, gas, get food, work on any device with good Wi-Fi and possibly shop for things in a mini Walmart. Anywho, keep up the good work, guys. Rocket City Rob. Wow. Rocket City Rob really enjoyed it. Yeah. Sorry about your Timberwolves the other night. Maybe they'll get them next time. Well, they head back to Minnesota, right? E. Yep. I, I was not surprised to see the Celtics uh, get the dub last oh. night. but um, TJ, you were so close. Was- you were so close to nailing that. Oh, and when they were like dominating, yeah. I was like, "This is gonna be easy." But Katie um, got cold, got real yeah. cold down the stretch. Super ice cold. I still don't think the series is over, but I'm starting to realize, like, nobody—I mean, not starting to realize—nobody should listen to me talk about NBA because I watched none of it. So you know, there's also that. Somebody sent in the sharp tweet. We talked about that in hour one. Go back and listen to the podcast. Brought to you by. Our friends at Cornbread Hemp, I hope you enjoyed some yesterday to celebrate 420. It's not the same 
as ingesting some marijuana. This is CBD, all organic, full spectrum CBD um, with a little bit of THC in there. So you get all a good chunk of the benefits without any of the crazy feeling wacky um, side effects. Uh, you know, whether you got a sore knee, hurt back or struggling to sleep. I've had some great nights of sleep this week dude, with my cornbread hemp. Try it today by using the promo code Big X at checkout. You'll save 30% off. 30% off at checkout. So go to cornbreadhemp.com, order some of the extra strength gummies, put in promo code Big X, you'll save 30% at checkout. Cornbreadhemp.com. Somebody sent in a picture of the sharp tweet, like I mentioned. Uh, that's how we got on the cornbread hemp ad. Somebody TJ, says, TJ, put, okay, please tell ahead. us masks aren't coming back on planes. <laughs> they spell um, planes like the, 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 like the country. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The prairie, yeah, yeah. misspelling, but that's that's the kind you know that, that one is easy to understand. Uh, it seems like there's one political party, despite the majority of the people in their party probably not wanting it. Uh, it seems like they're making a push for mass to come back. On. They're going to appeal the decision, which, goodness gracious, don't even get me started. But give it up, give it yeah, up. I'm, I'm, if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. If you don't, don't. I'm Boom. I'm I'm just over it. I think I think the majority of just everybody is. So just yeah. let let it move, let it let it let it go away. Let it go away. Everybody like those videos of people being happy on planes weren't fabricated. Everybody's just kind of sick of it. I'm sure the airline stewardess having to play dress code violate it. Like that, I'm sure they're over it too. Like everybody's over it. Let's go. Move on. Texter says, John here. Good morning, y'all. I'm so happy and excited about the news yesterday that Oscar the Great is back. We have not not done yet. I believe Sharp will be next. Cal and company may just have so much on this roster that they will need to revive the platoon system. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Pump the brakes now, John. I'm down for that. Let's go. Are you guys okay with the idea of a platoon system? Gotta go. Talk to you later. Let's no, just... and it's it's not going to be enough bodies for it either, John. It's not as many people as you think, and and water will find its level. And you're again, you're going to play Oscars. There's going to be some people that are going to be so good, you're going to have to play them. Like Case and Wallace is going to be on the court. Oscar is going to be on the court. If Sharp were to come back, he'd be on the court. So you couldn't even do a platoon, even if you wanted to. Enough plant talk. Move on to Sharp. Good God. Hey, we did, we did. Yeah, but plenty riveting of. plant talk to start hour one. Hey, it's Kirby. Hey, hey Kirby. Kirby. Boys, I get the sharp hype. I get it. I've been fighting like hell from keeping getting excited, but guard your heart. Well said and is agreed. It, is that a is guard your heart? Is that a Jimmy Dyke saying? Guard your yard. Guard your yard hard <laughs> and don't let him get to the nail. Sharp's delaying his decision has the possibility to drill next season as we pass on guards in the portal. I disagree, Texter, because they're as we mentioned uh, maybe a week or two ago, there hasn't been a lot of can't-miss guards in the portal. So I'm not saying you need to get Sharp back, but you don't have a lot of luxurious options out there. There's been intriguing names and certainly people that could help, but Texer, let's wait till like all the dust settles and see what UK ends up with, and then we can judge that versus what they passed on. Because that, that's what we're going to do anyways. So we may as well just be patient on it. You guys are undervaluing a sophomore Collins. Not this guy. Not me. Not the voice that you're hearing talk to you right now through whatever way that you're hearing this voice. I'm I'm huge on Collins. I'm super pumped for him. But he's not going to start most likely. If Topping comes back, Collins isn't starting. Right, right. Not to start the season. Now let's see how they both develop. Collins is still young. Topping in the grand scheme of things is still young. So uh, I'm, yes, I'm super pumped for Collins. Was very excited when he announced he was coming back. A texter says, why are you all so excited about having the same exact team come back that just got busted by St. Peter's? 
two crying face laughing emojis. Well, Who's tournament, happened, the tournament. Yeah. Uh, there's this team, I, I don't know, it was like 30, 40 years ago. They lost to a 16 seed, and then they came back the next year and actually won the whole thing, believe oh, it or not. There, there was another team oh, too, TJ. They had like the national no. they had the national player of the year comeback, and then they won every NCAA tournament game by at least 12 points. Well, that had to be like centuries ago, back when, you know, there's no – but that couldn't have been just like 12 years ago. No, it? no, it was. It was 12 years ago. Or, you know, 13, 13 or 14 at yeah, this I'm point. I'm bad at math, yeah. Um, yeah. It'll be all right, buddy. And I hope whoever texted that in is a U of L fan. U of L just knows they're going to just get. Now we're going to get Oscar to have ninety rebounds on them, and sad that it's going to come at Kenny Payne's expense instead of Chris Max. But so be it. That's the business that we're in. When Daddy let me drive, not even sure that's the name of the song, but it's a line in it. Who picked that to play leaving hour one? Can it be one and done, please? Stick with the classic. What are you talking about? Drive by Alan Jackson? That's a classic. Well done, Scoot. Suck a texture. Thanks, Nick. It's Thanks. a it's a good song. It's a sad song, though. But we I played the happy that. part. We don't have time on or at least I don't have time. <laughs> If you guys want to go long, you can spend more time on it, but I got to run at nine <laughs> o'clock. A texter says, Hey, fellas, Brad from Bellbrook. Hey, Brad, I've got a fun hypothetical for you regarding football. If you could add one of these former players to the Kentucky football roster, who would it be? The Let's save that for tomorrow. More time. It'll be fun. Yeah, we'll yeah. talk football. Today's been a basketball centric show. So, Brad, we'll send that one over tomorrow. Man, Jay Wright had at least five great years left. This portal is NBA free agency. Don't blame him at all. Must be tiring recruiting your guys every week. Well, poor Jay Wright. Now I'll just I, have to go not be in college basketball. Well, and let's be honest too. Jay Wright never did well with the one and done stuff either. I mean, Brian Anton couldn't even get on the floor of her Final Four team, and he was one of their highest recruits ever. Javon Quinterly transferred to Alabama. Like he 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 never did well with the one and dones. He had he won with different kinds of players. So oh, I just love it. Every coaches don't have to sit out. And then now, what are we gonna do? College basketball's ruined. TC from Lexington here, boys. I volunteer as tribute to fall on that sword for BBN. Also, hey TC from Lexington, he's the best. Also, like to be on record apologizing to whatever I did to the Sharp Camp. <laughs> Will Oscar returning or Shaden deciding to play another year Kentucky even matter if Cal doesn't change? Asking for the nose whistler. Well, no, if the changes being asked of Cal were to bring back national players of the year, yes. Woo! He did it. Way to go, Cal. You listen to the fan base. I hope I run into Roush's former uh, – okay, come on. We, yeah, we, let's just, these are just, these that. are just dumb. Yeah. Um, intro, new, good, pass, intro, no good, me listen, show, and like much. Confirm, <laughs> 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 in ground trampolines, more dangerous. I got double bounce and ended up landing with a leg between a ramp and the wood frame surrounding the trampoline, crushed the side of my ankle and tore my leg all the way up to the boys. Oh boy, that sounds horrible. But I, I broke my femur on a regular trampoline. So trust me, you can get hurt on just any old trampoline. But uh, hopefully you made a full recovery, buddy. Texer says, I was on the plains the other day picking, farming some crops and reminded me of peaking. <laughs> peaking. Accurate. They spelled that way, the plains, the correct way. When Daddy Let Me Drive reminds me of my dad driving away and never being around during my childhood. Thanks, Scoots. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody have a great Thursday. That's from my brother. It's not even true, but um, oh. yeah. 
Silly, silly stuff. Everybody have a great day. We'll be back tomorrow. Who knows what news? I feel like there was several storylines we didn't get yeah, to. We, we oh, didn't even talk about Debo. Louisville City won like a super dramatic game, which was sweet. Go watch the highlights of that. So they continue in the U.S. Open Cup, maybe a matchup with Cincinnati. Uh, that could be a good time. All right, everybody, we'll talk about it tomorrow. This is Kentucky Roll Call. Goodbye. Oh, cow. I just don't think you'd understand. And if you tell my heart, my achy, breaky heart, he might blow up and kill his man. Don't tell my heart, my achy, breaky heart, I just don't think he'd understand. And if you tell my heart, my achy, breaky heart, he might blow up and